This is The Journeys Podcast, and I'm your host, Mark Stolo. Today, I'm talking with Alexandra Miu. Alexandra is a love, relationships, and master sexpert certified coach working in the areas of conscious sexuality, tantra, mindfulness, and mindset. How do we get out of our own way and cultivate deeper and long-lasting intimate relationships? We're talking about relationship intimacy and and the kind of barriers that exist for people that that keep them from experiencing the kind of closeness that they want in relationships. I know that you speak very candidly and openly about the kinds of barriers that you experienced in your own life. Can you talk a bit about what your own personal experience has led you to understand about how to nurture intimacy in a relationship? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like throughout the whole life and throughout the experiences that we have, we still learn and grow. And uh, sometimes you think you dealt with something or you understood and managed something and then it just comes back up. But to give you a bit of a background, I, I am Romanian and I grew up in Romania. And the culture that we have is pretty open when it comes to speaking about intimacy or being more open in showcasing relationships and closeness and, and connection. But at the same time, I had a contrast in my home as my parents were not quite like that. My mom was shy. My dad was cold and distant and more aggressive in a way. So I've always been curious. From the moment I can remember, I always questioned things and I wanted to know more. And then the first love came to be and everything changed. I was like, oh, life is just beautiful. And then after that, the first breakup came and that shattered me. But alongside all the experiences, I can remember even in high school, I was always looking to learn more about what makes us tick, what makes us do certain things, and why do we crave, why do we want so much to have a partner or be in a relationship, and why as a woman, because I can speak from, from my, my perspective, why as a woman sometimes I felt such a need for closeness, for intimacy, for being connected with someone, though I wasn't raised to be very close, I, I didn't have a lot of physical connection, right, so on the opposite, when it came to a relationship, I became clingy. And I was like, oh, I want it all. And I want to be touched and hugged and held. And I want to connect with you. And I want to talk about everything. I want to know what's in your head. So <laughs> to make a long story short, I wanted to come to a space where both men and women can understand each other and are able to create the things that we want in our life without suffering. Mm. Because a lot of the times when... We don't receive something, we crave it so much where we now suffer for not having it. Or if we have it and it's great, after a while, there's that little thought, oh, what if I'm losing it? What if I'm not going to have this forever? And now we're going to make ourselves suffer of a future thought. And how life is, things end more often than not. Many things end, not necessarily end completely, but a new cycle starts. Same with relationships, same with intimacy. Two people who are together over the course of five years, 10 years, they will experience different stages in their intimacy. But without the understanding of why certain things happen, why we want certain things and how our instincts, our fears, our worries, and all the barriers that we create within or that we get conditioned with affect 
the reality and the relationship we have. So for me, intimacy is like the core, the base and the foundation of creating a relationship that is harmonious and long lasting and that can overcome life. Because life is not always rose and pink and up all the time. We have ups and downs. So through intimacy, I learned how to overcome all the other things that I wasn't that excited with (laughs) or happy. Interesting that you describe intimacy in this journey as reclaiming your power. To your point, a lot of people think about intimacy as you know, expressed through sexuality or closeness. It's a kind of outward experience that one is one is mm-hmm. engaging with with another person but you're you really come back to this core tenet that when you're anchored in an intimate experience you're in a way in your most powerful state what does that mean to reclaim your power through intimacy for example even growing up and not having a lot of experience or not having a lot of guidance because that's what i think i was missing I never had someone to kind of talk to me about these things or explain to me why certain things or feelings or emotions would arise and how to to move through them. So I've always questioned and, and moved through learning to get to understand not only the people around me better, but myself. Because I always felt there was more to everything that I do or everything that I wanted. There has to be a reason behind many, many things. Now, at the beginning, 18 years old, discovering relationships and discovering intimacy with another person or physical intimacy, I always felt like people were doing things without necessarily being ready or prepared for it. So over the years and with the wisdom of Tantra, I discovered this piece that is is like the base of everything I do now, is the intimacy with self, is the connection with your own inner power and reconnecting or in a sense coming back to yourself coming home to your own source to your own energy because everything that we do starts with us the way we think the way we feel the way we perceive things the way we want things the desires the needs it all starts within us we may not recognize it sometimes but that's where everything comes from so for me Intimacy supported me to overcome not only issues I've, I've had with within relationships or after relationships, but issues or barriers, if you may, that I felt within myself, that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't pretty enough, or that I wasn't smart enough, or that I was too much and I should like hold back and reel in, or that I attract too much attention And if I were to spend time with people in relationships, I had to watch out because the guys would pay attention to me. The girls would be upset with me. Mm -hmm. So I've had many, many blocks in a sense that at one point, as I was married and I got a divorce, I woke up one day and I looked myself in the mirror and I had no idea who was looking back at me. I did not recognize that person. I felt weak. I felt insecure I felt secluded and antisocial I felt afraid all the time at the same time I felt a longing and a desire to be understood to connect with people to have intimacy but after a while I learned the most or strongest longing within was the one to be with myself 
to be fully accepting of myself, to be fully loving myself, caring for myself. And then the more I did that, the more things on the outside changed, which baffled me. I was like, oh, so I didn't do anything to anyone else, but just took care of me, connected with me, went deep within and came back to my own source and energy. You and I talked about the unlimited potential within someone. I believe it's always there for everyone. We just don't tap into it or we get deconditioned from it. And then we look for validation or we look for approval from the outside, which that's in our detriment. I think there's probably a lot of people listening who are feeling stuck in that sense of, I'm broken. I'm just Mm. not good enough. To your point, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I have to settle for less or no one could possibly love me. Is that the big hurdle? Is that the big challenge, the throwdown, so to speak, of this journey that you want to encourage people to look at more deeply and, and honestly to really break through into a more intimate experience with themselves and others? For sure. I mean, We are bombarded right now with personal growth and personal development and with spirituality and energy healing and all kinds of things with quotes and memes and gifts and all that telling us how this world could be better. But in the end, no one has the answers that we have within. And it's not always easy. Like I grew up in a culture where the male population or the masculine embodiment is quite aggressive at times. And the way they would look at a woman or the way they would interact with her, it's, it's a little bit more forceful, like being smacked over the bum, walking down the street. It just, to me, it never occurred to be something weird or wrong, even though it didn't feel right. It's just the way I was raised. So when it comes to what I want everyone to take away from the journey or what I would love to encourage is to know within us there are many sites and many parts of us and through education through culture through social media through family and relatives and teachers and religion and you name it we get to take certain things in that are not natural states within us and those start affecting or pulling away from that energy inside so every time i think of a struggle in my life or a heartache or something really severe and intense I remember how I would doubt myself or how I would allow others on the outside to make me doubt myself it's not like everyone around us says oh yeah you got this cheering you on and everything you want you can achieve and you're beautiful and smart and successful no more often than not because we do have a lot of fear inside of us people discourage you because they discourage themselves so when i talk about intimacy or relationships i want to start with a relationship with self because that's where everything comes from and in this journey i want everyone to recognize that no matter what you're dealing with what you're battling with no matter what happened or who got to you And what situation or experience affected you the most to a point where now you feel lost or you feel confused or you feel hurt or you feel disillusioned? Because a lot of times we feel like we could give up on relationships or on the world. Um, No matter how you feel, you will be able to overcome and break those barriers or those blocks because the 
only thing you need to do is commit to yourself and commit to this journey to go within so you can push outside everything. As a person goes through these in internal or interior shifts, how does it change the optics on how they understand a relationship? Like what's that paradigm shift from quote unquote, feeling broken and looking out in the world or feeling more whole and looking out into the world of relationships? Yeah, I mean, it depends also the way you perceive your situations, but I will talk in the journey about the inner critic and the inner victim. And there are times that maybe through conditioning, we learned how to be critical of ourselves. And we've heard other people be critical of us or others. So then we took that in and internalize it where it's amplified. We've heard this before and we've seen it. The hardest person that you are towards is yourself. Sometimes we're more lenient with friends or family, but we're really tough on ourselves. It's in our making. At this point, I'm never going to start thinking I can remove a part of me or a thought of me or an emotion that I'm not okay with. It is there. However I got there, either I go deep and figure out the source of it, or I just accept it, embrace it, so then I can heal it and work it in a sense where you shift that energy. I talk a lot about energy because I feel everything is energy everything it's a vibration and it moves through inside your body or out so when i look at all these elements that may affect us negatively i want to go within and think i had a time where i got divorced and i felt like i'm a failure i felt like i somehow fell into the worst case scenario that my family always talked about and I was always strong and independent and I knew what I was doing, but I didn't <laughs> because I had a false sense of what I was going through and I did not connect with myself deeply enough. So no matter what that situation was, I came to understand that in our making or in our psychology or in our thoughts, there's always a part of us that is trying to keep us safe to the point where it's going to um, hold us back. So the inner victim or the inner judge, they are there for a purpose. Sometimes they are alert, alerting systems like fear. If you were 100 years ago to walk through the woods, if you heard a noise, fear will pop up and be like, watch out, you may be eaten by something. But now we don't live in that world, though fear is still there. The worst situation now is that we took that fear and place it on ooh, what people think of me or I should behave in a certain way because people will think that I'm somehow lacking something otherwise. So we emphasized that fear that was supposed to protect us and now we made it into our worst enemy. So when we go through these things, inner judge, inner victim, inner predator, we recognize that their energies were there meant for a reason. Now they're not supportive, we shift them and we use them now to empower ourselves. As one makes that shift, what changes in how we relate to others? Is it a question that we can start to see people more clearly for where they are? And in that clarity, we start to find or create bonds that are more uh, integral, more solid, more authentic? Is that really the byproduct of moving from an authentic place that we see in others more easily when they are in their authentic place? And that just makes for a better 
union connection? For sure. I mean, 100%, at least in, in my opinion, that's what I believe. And I remember a time when I had a, a presentation to a group in Germany, and I was talking about grit and perseverance. And we talked about the relationship we have with others, not in a romantic way, but just work relationships or social and family. And I remember someone asked me, what would you do, though, when the person in front of you or someone you are dealing with, they're being very mean to you and being very rude and you cannot handle them. And it was interesting to see because we always think no matter how much work I can do with myself, but the other person is not willing to do work with themselves and like figure their shit out, then how am I going to deal with them? But the difference is, have you stayed in front of someone who was yelling at you or have you were having a disagreement and argument with and while they're being super upset and riled up and their energy goes up and you can see they're getting angry you would just sit there and look at them calmly and say I hear you I may not totally understand what you're going through but I'm here for you what do you think will happen (laughs) to that person do you think they're going to continue like freaking out on you it's going to take them by surprise because generally we expect to receive the same thing back that we give. So when we're angry and arguing and yelling at someone, we expect that they would retaliate. But when you are able to have that calm sense within yourself, when you're able to understand the person in front of you and think, maybe they had a bad day, maybe something really bad happened that we don't know, we're not in that person's mind, we're not in that person's heart, we don't know what they're experiencing, but clearly something affected them a lot. So how can I support this person to make their day better? It doesn't change my day. The fact that someone is going through something, it it shouldn't change how I feel, it shouldn't change how my day goes, but through my compassion or kindness and patience, I can think of it from a perspective of, am I here to create more of what is going on or am I here to support in some way or another? So every time you do that, even in a partnership, your dynamic would change. The energy changes. And in the journey, I mentioned about me using the word harmony a lot. (laughs) And I don't use balance as much lately because I feel... In relationships, not everything is balanced. Even in in normal interaction and non-romantic relationships, one person will be more patient or more understanding or more kind than the other. So you can look at people and be like, oh, they're the same as the other person. It doesn't always work that way. But through the fact that one person gives a little bit more, has a bit more patience, they are able to create harmony in within that interaction. So when I work with myself, when I work with my clients and we focus and start with the intimacy with self, we're looking at the inner barriers and looking at the things that get to us, we will start seeing how people around us shift because they feel us. Even though you may not believe necessarily people can feel your energy, you should just observe for five minutes when you're in the presence of someone very calm and very positive you feel it too. You feel like you want to be like them or you wonder, why couldn't you be like them? So every time I do this work, it reminds me that it's me who controls the outcome of my own energy. I don't control other people. I don't even control the situations around me. 
but I do control how I look at a situation, how I respond to a situation. It happened just a few days ago. I had a neighbor, I think he was a little bit tipsy, and came to tell me, he left me a note to pay some sort of bill, but it was just a day before. And he's like, my wife had to come here and get the bill and I'm not gonna run after it. And he was like very aggravated and it was night and dark. And I could have said, well, your note didn't say a date. Your note didn't say a deadline. <laughs> your note didn't say I have to come to your house. But I chose to just smile and said, I understand. Thank you for letting me know. We'll do better next time. He looked at me and said, okay, good night. <laughs> way, right? So the same in a partnership, the same in any kind of relationship, and also the same in relationship with yourself. Right. How often do we use words to say, oh, I'm so stupid. Mm -hmm. How could I be so dumb? Oh, man, I ate like a pig now. The words we use and the way we even look at ourselves will impact everything else. People who want to go on this journey, understanding how to break down barriers and nurture more intimacy in their lives with both themselves and others. Who is this journey for? What is the person who's listening right now experiencing their life that they would want to go on this journey? Well, first, this journey is for someone who's ready to commit to themselves. I've always said this before, without your commitment, without your investment in yourself, you're not going to be able to achieve the things you want. We can guide you, we can support you, we can be there for you, but without your investment and your commitment to go through this journey, to experience this transformation and this shift, you wouldn't get to the result you want. Also, this journey, when you and I talked about it, I thought of everyone. I try not to think of a gender specifically. I do work with women mostly, but I want to believe that even though the masculine embodiment may not pursue online courses as much or may not talk about intimacy from the same perspective as a woman would, I want to believe this journey is for everyone who is ready to take their relationship, if they're in one, to the next level, or if they're not in a relationship, to take their own relationship to the next level so they can attract the relationship they want, so they can build the intimacy they want. Because we have a choice, right? We have a choice of how we move forward in life. And I know so many women who think, oh, why me? Like, I'm so amazing or great or I look good or I'm smart and I do all this and I don't have someone by my side. But once again, it comes back to us. There is something that may hold us back. There may be a barrier or there may be a fear and a worry that we may not necessarily be conscious of, but other people around us may pick on it and may feel it a little bit. So this is never about blame that someone is doing something wrong. And I've mentioned this in the journey. This is about taking that ownership and responsibility. The only thing that I can manage, control, deal with is myself. And when I do that, I manage to not only understand myself, to work with myself and feel much more excited about life, feel better about my body, my mind, my heart. But then I can mirror that outside into the world. I can elevate my relationship. I can elevate my communication in my relationship. I can create more intimacy with my partner. I can express myself in a way where my partner understands me. And then I can listen and start understanding my partner better so we can create more harmony. And the same when you're trying to attract a new partner. Keep on exploring. Alexandra invites you to go on a huddle journey to breaking through the inner barriers 
to relationship intimacy.